Yo, what's up? I'm back. It's 2021, but I'm going to do a little 2020 recap. Just crack a little beer. Um, it was pretty fucking shit, really, wasn't it? I mean, everyone had a different sort of experience, I guess. When that lockdown happened, 1.0, obviously I was off fucking... I was off months. I didn't do shit. I was one of those people that was like shook. I was just sat in my house, looking at the wall. Which, to be fair, was one of my 2020 highlights. The wall. I'll come back to that, though. But obviously I forgot. I'm being a tattooer and shit. I forgot, obviously, that a lot of people would be working from home. Would be having normal lives. Construction, office, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm sat at home like a fucking dickhead. Just listening to fucking hip-hop music. Curating the finest fucking playlist of all time that you can follow on my Spotify. Uh, and basically, yeah, just fucking looking at a wall, man. Like, I live alone. So I was just drinking hell beer. Just trolling people on the fucking internet, as I do. Posting memes. Just, yeah, man. But for real, man, I got this fucking wall at home, right? Some people have witnessed it. I've got a story highlight on my Instagram actually about the wall. But it's essentially at a certain time of day from a certain angle on my sofa. If you look at this wall, the door just fucking disappears like camouflage. And to me, that's my 2020 highlight. I'm going to start off strong. It's all downhill from here, man. But yeah, like... I just slap on some fucking jazz, bang on a bit of hip-hop, whatever, just look at the wall. And honestly, I was getting up at like 9 o'clock in the morning, coming into the front room, looking at the fucking wall till about 5am, sleeping for two and a half hours, and then just getting up and doing it again. And everyone I've told this, man, they come over, there like, what the fuck, you know, like, people, between that lockdown break, people were like, UK. UK hun and I was like yeah man I'm cool I just fucking spent most of the time looking at the wall and obviously that sounds concerning that's like a it's like a cry for help almost I guess uh, and everyone was like whoa man like what the fuck are you on about and anyone that's come to my house since and like looked at the wall is like fuck man you were right my friend Amelie even said why did I have a child she would rather look at the wall than fucking have had her beautiful daughter, which she loves so much. But yeah, man, a lot's happened. Obviously, I'm going to fucking plug myself first. I got fucking shitloads of merch out last year. Got some merch out the minute. And obviously, we're in lockdown again now. Good way to start the fucking year. So I got a few prints out on my big cartel, thompsontetties.bigcartel. Uh, I've got some hoodies coming fucking tomorrow. Which I'm actually gassed about because people have wanted hoodies for ages, but I'm just too cheap to fucking do them. Uh, and yeah, man, me, we, we opened a fucking new studio. My boy Louis and me and my guy James, uh, we got a little private spot in an office office joint just called the office. So basically, because so, it's private, everyone's got their own, everyone's got their own bookings and shit. We were gonna have. Um, we we basically had to call it something for the sake of the license so that the council didn't think that we were just fucking money laundering or whatever. So we had this fucking conversation in WhatsApp, man. It made me piss myself. It was just me and James and Louis for about four or five days just coming up with, like, different names that we could call the studio because we haven't got an Instagram for the shop. It's irrelevant. We just needed it for the license. So we're coming up with shit like fucking taste of india and we were going to give everyone that comes in like some fucking free popper doms and a large cobra beer and like throw fucking yellow oil all over their white clothes but then we thought actually if we do that then the council's going to be like yo why is there a place registered as taste of india inside an office block in brighton and then we probably would get investigated for money laundering and then they would find out the bookie shit that we are doing, such as money laundering, 
for discretionary purposes, we're not doing money laundering. Like James or Louis might be, but I'm all about merch. I'm a I'm an upstanding tax paying citizen of the United Kingdom. Which is also fucked now, actually. That leads me on to uh, Brexit. That fucked up. And then, yeah, all the trade rules, everything just left to the last minute. They had six years to organise that. Fucked it up. feel like Corona kind of slightly concealed the cracks in that pavement, but God knows. But, yeah, man. I guess I should probably say some funny shit. I, this, this week's episode is actually about... Um, it's not about anything. It's more a 2020 roundup, which I'll get to. But I asked uh, on my Instagram for people to email me in their favourite moments of 2020. Some uplifting shit, you know? Not necessarily uplifting, but hopefully funny. Again, as per all my other podcasts, I actually haven't read any of these in advance. So if they are offensive or if they are shit and not funny, not my fault. If they're offensive, then whatever. If they're not funny, you're getting called the fuck out. So let me jump on my emails real quick. Cool. My first one is from a dude called Jamie Noise. Oh, it's a fucking... Whoa, this is a long one. Okay, if this is whack, I'm sorry, man. So, it's called Dating Story. And his at is Jamie underscore Noise. So, I'm on a date. It's going all well, good chemistry, beautiful girl, and we're drinking margaritas. I told her that I could make better margaritas than the ones we were drinking, and she insisted I take her to my place and make her some. Man, it's a good fucking, that's a good start. So, back at mine, the lights are low, the delicious brackets and strong margaritas are flowing. She was quite a petite girl, and I could tell the margaritas were starting to affect her, so when she decided to do a striptease to some... Hang on. Oh, okay. I could tell the margaritas started to affect her when she decided to do a striptease to some Fleetwood Mac. I want to know if we're talking like old school fucking country bumpkin Fleetwood Mac or like new school female vocalist Fleetwood Mac. Because if it's the old school shit, that would have been funnier. Anyway, it was all very enjoyable. There was a lot of head swinging involved in her routine. Having stripped down to just a pair of undies... All of the heads swinging and strong margaritas finally caught up with her. She swayed backwards, eyes pointing in different directions, and quickly threw her hand over her mouth. I'm going to be sick, she gasped. Man, there's nothing... I'm going to pause this story for a moment, but there's nothing better to me, personally, than when fucking people just get chameleon eyes when they're pissed up. Like, you look at them, and one eye is fucking... I don't know what. One eye's looking west for attackers, and the other eye's looking east for, like, fucking oil and shit. Uh, anyway, we quickly made our way to the toilet. I like how you say we. This is a respectful gentleman here. He's, he's, he's in it. Either that or he's got a little vomit fetish. Uh, and she sticks her head straight in the loo. And, true to her word, she was very sick. I held her hair back and rubbed her back, reassuring her that it was okay. We drank a lot of different drinks that evening and that uh, she'd better, she would be better to get it all out. She started to become very floppy and sleepy. Okay, man, this sounds like you've... Uh, <laughs> sounds like you've dropped something in the beverage here, man. Uh, it became more and more difficult to remove her from the bathroom floor without her needing to be sick. I had that heated flooring under the tiles and in her little thong... With the bed so far away, the bathroom floor just seemed like the better option for sleeping arrangements that night for her. So she fell asleep there. I got a pillow and put it under her head and covered her with a large towel. Very classy. So you've got underfloor fucking heating, but you don't have a second duvet. Jamie. Mate. A large towel does not cut it on tiles. I had to be up early after all, and every time I tried to move her she was sick. So this seemed like the best option. There you go, he's just actually um, just made up for it there. A couple of hours later, at around 4am, I woke up in bed with the worst tequila headache imaginable. I quickly realised I'd better go check she was still breathing and was in there okay. As I stepped into the bathroom, all blurry-eyed, it dawned on me that there was a big pile of sick on the floor. Oh no, I thought, how terrible. <laughs> After rubbing my eyes, I came to realise that it wasn't vomit on the bathroom floor. <laughs> it was a massive... in 
in capital letters, massive pile of shit, exclamation mark. Now, this was not like any shit I'd seen before. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where this goes because I've seen a hell bunch of shit. I think I've seen every kind of shit there is to see, man. Anyway, now this was not like any shit I'd seen before. I'm not sure what she had eaten that day, but the consistency was like a brown angel delight. Somewhere between firm and runny, kind of spongy. You know what, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that foamy, like the kind of fucking shit that comes off the sea on like a stormy day. Just sits there on the rocks. The combination of the consistency of poo and the heated flooring had meant that the poo had formed into a large plate-sized mound, perfectly formed like a molehill. I mean, it was larger than the girl. She, it seemed, hadn't moved at all, and was still lying in the recovery position on the bathroom floor. Her Calvin Klein thong was still on, but on closer inspection there was a lot of poo smeared down her legs and on said thong. So, like all gentlemen would do on a first date, first fucking date as well, man. I fucking rate this chick. I think you should at her, to be honest. I took some loo roll and cleaned up my date's poo and started running a bubble bath. Man, when you say you... Right, again, I'm just going to take a little pause on this. When you say you cleaned up the poo, like, on the floor? Or did you fucking, like, floss the thong? And, like, I don't know what, I didn't want to... Oh, God. Once I dealt with the large mound, I decided to wake her up. Excuse me, love. I said whilst gently nudging her shoulder. Excuse me. Hello, can you wake up, please? Meh. She groaned. That's how he's typed it. I imagine that's exactly what she sounded like. like Meh. She groaned. I'm sorry, love, but I think you need to get in the shower and bath. Shower and bath? Mate, that's a fucking... You know it's bad when you've got a shower and then bath. Or vice versa. I said sheepishly. What? She said, looking at me with her eyes barely open. Yeah, I think you should shower. What are you talking about? She snapped. Um, you've shit yourself, darling. You should have a shower. I like to imagine now that Jamie, I don't know what Jamie sounds like, but I like to imagine he's like, um, you've shit yourself, darling. You should have a shower. But he probably, he probably went, so you've actually shut your trousers, darling. Yeah, I think you should maybe wash your anus. Um, I haven't shit myself. What are you on about? She said, closing her eyes and putting her head back down. No, you've definitely shat yourself, babe. Look at your legs. Yeah, now I'm thinking you sound like Katie Price. She slowly lifted her head, and her face slowly transformed to that of horror. Her wail of, oh my god, was shortly followed by some tears and apologies. I would love to hear the apology as well. Was it like a, oh my god, I'm so sorry? Or was it like a, oh my god? And then into the details of why she's sorry. Like flashbacks to the bar, blaming you, but also apologising to you, who knows. I reassured her it was fine. She reassured me this had never happened before and I let her to get cleaned up and went back to the bed. Mate, every girl on the first date says this has never happened before. It's a standard. When she came back into the room, she was very distraught and kept on telling me it had never happened before. I said it was fine, but she wouldn't leave it and kept on repeating herself. I had to be up really early and had just had to clean up her poo, so it started to be a bit annoying, a bit annoying, like, oh, fucking, what what a drag. What I've got to be up in the morning, and this adult woman has shat my fucking bathroom floor. How irritating of her. I'd be annoyed as well, to be fair. Um, I told her to get some sleep and not to worry about it. After all, at least I didn't carry her to bed, and she did it all over my bed. Very fucking true. Although I think I'd prefer it on my bed than heated tiles. I can just imagine, like, I'm picturing, like, a fucking cartoon shit with steam coming off it. At least with the bedsheet, you can just roll it up and chuck it out the window. Fly tip it on your street and hope some fucking, some weirdo picks it up and sells it on eBay or whatever they do. So, the next morning, I get up early and she started to get ready to leave. Just before she leaves, she asks, where are my pants? Uh, I threw them in the bin. They're in the bin bag in the bathroom, I replied. Oh, those were Calvin Klein's. They're very expensive. Uh, Okay. I didn't think that you would want them after, um, could I have a carrier bag, please? She calmly demanded. She then proceeded to open up the bin bag, take out her shitty pair of knickers and put them in a carrier bag. Why, why would she open up a bag to put them in a bag and skip off home with them? The flat once again erupted with the smell for the bin and I relived it all again. 
fucking Jamie that like I mean I asked for I asked for the highlights of 2020 if that was your highlight I hate to think what your fucking low light was man but I'm into it thanks I still think I'm hoping that that girl maybe follows you you'll repost this and go oh yeah I got a feature on this podcast man and then she'll listen to it and be like she's probably wearing those panties right now just like still slightly tea stained around the gusset just fucking being like fair fucking play okay here's one from becky murphy maybe maybe this is my friend becky murphy becky murphy if it's you tattoo her then hello how are you oh it is you yeah Woo! okay so this one's just called funny story to anyone that doesn't actually know becky she is actually fucking hilarious good friend of mine northern no so you know doesn't really count um so one day i was off school ill and a few friends rang after school to ask if i was okay my mum answered and told them I was off school today having my sixth toe removed and they let me <laughs> they let me keep it in a jar. So the next day I went to school not knowing this had happened and everyone was asking me how my sixth toe was and if I kept it in the jar. This kept on for a few days and my mum totally forgot till I got annoyed at school and I came home upset and she admitted that it was her that had told my friends. A. Not 2020. B. I've seen your sixth toe. So stop trying to fucking make up stories for a podcast so people don't think you're a fucking frog. Okay, here we go. Let me see what we got here, man. Um, this one is from... Oh. This one is actually a... Uh, a anonymous, even though I... <laughs> okay, it's quite a long one. I know the girl, I know the girl very well who uh, has said this story. So if it's bad, I'm just going to call her fucking Budweiser because it's what I'm currently drinking. Give me a sponsor, please. Hang on, let me just take a sip of this beer real quick. Got a bit of a dry mouth. So anyway, yes, I know this chick. So I'm hoping this is fucking bad so I can roast her in text immediately. Yo, man. So, please keep this anonymous because it's just embarrassing and my family can never know. As if your fucking family is going to be listening to the Thompson Talks podcast. Like they've got nothing better to do. So anyway. So, when I lost my virginity, I was on a drinking holiday when I was 18. Because I was an innocent little flower growing up, that just didn't... Oh, because I... Fucking hell. The way this is worded is astoundingly poor. Because I was an innocent little flower growing up that just didn't know what a penis was. I mean, I'm sure you knew what it was. Um, I end up getting with an Irish guy and my best mate who I was with at the time got with his mate. We went back to their hotel rooms and I told my guy, FYI, I'm a virgin. He shrugged it off and carried on talking. I was out of my tits drunk. And I didn't know what I was doing. But we went back to the room. Carried on getting with each other. I threw my glasses off and stripped off like I was in a fucking porno. Um, Budweiser. As I'm calling you for the sake of this story. Like. I'm impressed this dude shrugged off the fact you were a virgin. I can't think of much worse. Um... He clearly did not believe that I was a virgin and just went straight in. No, oh my God, the details here. No fingering or going down on me, just bang and all my innocence left me. I remember it hurting, but I thought it was normal. So we did our thing and after I couldn't find my glasses, I'm blind as shit. So I start making him look as well. <laughs> after a couple minutes, I start panicking and he puts the lights on. I like how you started panicking that you can't find your glasses and not the fact that he didn't finger you or go down on you. And also bang was in capital letters here. Um, after a couple of minutes I start panicking and he puts the lights on. Now when I say there's blood on the bed I mean it looks like I was bitten by a shark while on my period. It was mortifying. I might not be able to see well but I fucking saw that. I tried to carry on looking for the glasses while trying to ignore the half-blood-soaked mattress. Anyway, I gave up and went on my way. 
Can we also bear in mind my mate at the time jumped the balcony while we're having sex and literally witnessed me losing my virginity and still to this day haunts me about my first ever sex noise. I can imagine it wasn't a good sex noise if you've just been absolutely fucking raw-dogged with no foreplay by an Irish dude that stole your glasses. When I leave, the guy gives me some fake bullshit name, Kieran Madonna, and a fake number that had 12 digits. <laughs> Maybe his name was legit, man. How do you know? Also, why are you losing your virginity to a dude whose name you didn't know? No judging, but, you know, it's pretty boogie, man. Also, how many numbers? Yeah, I mean, maybe he just made a mistake with the phone number. Just delete one number and see what happens, man. I went back later in a week to the hotel to see if they had any glasses handed in. And guess who walks past? Mr. Irish guy and all his mates. It was mortifying. I should also point out there was a group of a few lads sharing the rooms. So they all would have seen everything. He says hi in the most awkward way I've ever experienced. So I said hi, looked down, wanted to cry, and went back to my hotel and just drunk my sorrows away. Yeah, I lost my glasses, my virginity, and every level of dignity on that night. Love the reformed hoe. Brackets, the said girl's name. But again, please don't say my name. I know that now. So next time I see you, or tattoo you, I'm going to put on an Irish accent and give you some glasses. Um, okay, we've got another one here. This is from Sam Culler, who... This is just called Funny Story for Podcast. Well, I'm a listener from Wisconsin in America. Shout out to the Downbeat for discovering this wonderful shit-filled content that is the Thompson Talks podcast. You know what, man? I was just on um, Craig Reynolds from the Downbeat and Straight from the Path. Just on his Twitch about half an hour ago. thought, oh, I wonder what he's doing. And he was just sat there just looking at the wall waiting on people asking questions i told him i'd seen a picture of his penis which he showed me in his kitchen willingly and um and he fucking banned me banned me my own friend so for the sake of for the purposes of this podcast fuck craig reynolds even though yeah the downbeat is great if you haven't listened to the downbeat podcast listen to it my friend craig who plays drums in a band just get some musicians on got me on just chat shit to see where it goes is funny man um anyway back to sam's story this is a story about the revenge i got on my arch nemesis from scotland okay so a dude from wisconsin in america has an arch nemesis from scotland it's quite strange to paint the picture back in college slash uni in pennsylvania i was one of the only american f- players on the soccer slash football team yeah we're gonna say football man we fucking English, mate. We say football, soccer ain't fucking thing. The majority of the other players were British, Irish, and from other countries around the world. But my three closest mates were from Manchester, Glasgow, and Dublin. Man, there's some hard accents for you Americans to understand. You can barely say Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Uh, needless to say, none of us graduated yet. Manchester, Glasgow, Dublin says it all. I'm not sure what uh, Wisconsin's saying, but... I can't imagine anybody from either three of those British cities graduating fucking nursery, to be honest. I'm just going to drink some more beer. Hang on. This all began when my mate Mick shaved my eyebrows off whilst I was sleeping. Classic move. Passed out in my bed. Not even on the couch with shoes on or anything. In my bed. Yeah, that's actually bad. So he's the cunt here. For context, this was the culmination of a two-week bender after the end of our season, which consisted of us literally smashing up each other's apartments, fueled by shit American beer, and partaking in borderline illegal activity for at least two weeks straight. That literally sounds like when I have, like, more than a day off work, I try and squeeze everything you've just said into one night. But now, obviously, I can't do shit because it's closed. Anyway, Mick proper fucked him off in brackets my eyebrows <laughs> with a Bic razor I had no idea when I pulled into Tim Horton's coffee shop the next morning only to look in the mirror before exiting the car man it, I was thinking this this morning in fact that I am now so in this this like constant cycle of being in lockdown that I don't ever look in the mirror when I wake up 
and I'll go to co-op to buy some beers or I'll fucking go and put my bins out or some shit and I could have anything on my fucking face but I'm glad that it's not only me that just gets up and goes the sheer horror turning my face pale as reality began to set in are you sure that you weren't just pale because you fucking had more skin on your face this was just before Christmas break as well so I had to go and see my family at Christmas with drawn on the eyebrows the fucking state of me yeah it's like most chicks now so I wouldn't worry after we got back from break, the opportunity of a lifetime arose. Mick was getting sick in our apartment toilet. After a few hours on the beer, typically he'd sneak out early to meet up with his bird, but that night he was very, very sick and very vulnerable. There was a few little bangers lying around, like little firecrackers the size of a finger, and just for a bit of harmless fun, I lit one on the stove, ran round the corner and quickly chucked it into the bathroom and shut the door. As it went off, we all rushed over to check and see if it landed on the target. It fucking did. Mick was now sat on the bathtub, puke all over his head and face, tugging at the shower curtain. The banger literally landed in the toilet bowl that he was getting sick in, directly in his face. Amazing. I've never seen anyone laugh as hard as that room of degenerates, as we witnessed our dear friend, hands over his face, puke on his head. My triumphant revenge turned to sobering panic, however, when Mick said he couldn't see out of one of his eyes. <laughs> I mean, throwing a banger at someone that's even non-vulnerable is probably a bad move, man. I was getting a haircut once in my um in my fucking friend's kitchen while I was at uni. I say uni. I literally just fucked around and tattooed people in their kitchens. But uh, oh yeah, I was getting a haircut and my mate threw in a banger. Quite a big one, man. It was like a, I don't know, like a lumberjack's index finger. Probably a bit thicker. And that shit fucking blew my ears out, man. I was so pissed off. And I was fucking fully sober as well. But anyway, Mick said he couldn't see out one of his eyes. We rushed him to the hospital about 3am that night. And thankfully his eyesight eventually returned a few days later. That's a long time, Sam. Like, I'd be concerned if I couldn't see for for an hour. Let alone a few days. What a sight we were walking into the team meeting the next day. Not sure there's a moral to the story here, but maybe stay in school and try and not blow up your friends. I fucking... I can back that. I would love to see you guys going into the hospital, to be fair, with just him covered in puke. and like a, I'm picturing, like, you know, in um, cartoons where they, someone puts their finger down the end of a gun and it back blows and they just get, like, a fucking... All their hair blows back and they're just, like, black. I'm picturing that. So, thanks, Sam. I enjoyed that story. Right, here you go. Here's one from, uh, oh shit. Okay, this is from Gust. Apologies if I completely mispronounce your name. Gusten Ackerman. Podcast story. What's good, man? Love your shit. I'm a Swedish boy, so sorry in advance for any potential grammar mistakes. That sentence alone is better than what I'm seeing from most people that have TikTok that are English. If this makes the podcast, you can refer to me as, as Gus. Oh, fuck. Okay, I've said his whole name now. Oh, well. If anyone knows a Gusten Ackerman who's going by Gus for this and is bad, then you know who to send for. Anyway, here's an embarrassing story about the first... This is all, this is all hyphenated as well. Every single word in what I'm about to say is hyphenated. Shit in my pants and sit in it for hours event. I can remember. So, here's, a, here's an embarrassing story from my first shit in my pants and sit in it for hours event. Love that. I was about six years old, yeah, and I was the last kid left at daycare. Oh, someone's mummy didn't love them. The teacher, or whatever the fuck you call them that works at daycare, that's a, that's a valid point. What the fuck is a daycare teacher called? Well, I've just said daycare teacher, but what is that? What is that? I guess it's like a carer for, like... I don't, even want to, I don't even want to say it. would have been rude. I could have cancelled for what I just said. Um, anyway, the teacher, or whatever the fuck you call them, that works at daycare, was sitting with me uh, reading a really awkward book that I'd picked out about sex education for kids. So, yeah, that is weird that they even have that at daycare, to be honest. I got, my, I got my first proper boner, and I didn't know what the fuck was happening down there. All of a sudden, I get the, in capital, strongest letters, 
strongest urge to take a dump. And of course I didn't want to stand up and reveal my awkward mysterious boner. So I just sat and clenched my ass so hard to the point where the tip of the shit was pushing its way out with all its power. Now, this is not strictly a Swedish thing. This is a very European thing for any for any of my American listeners. If you didn't know, in Europe and um, now we're not Europe, Great Great Britain, United Kingdom. Even though there's nothing great about us, and we're very disunited because fucking Scotland hates us, we hate Scotland. Wales is just Wales, and Irish people fucking broke away from the whole continent. Um, every time anyone from Europe or England gets a boner, you do need a shit. And I don't know if that's an American thing. Leave it in the comments. If if you are American and every time you get an erection and you need a shit, then we are brothers. I was considering running to the bathroom either way just not to shit myself. But I knew in my heart and soul I wouldn't make it. So finally, I just let go. An explosion of mustard-like feces was ejected out of me into my pants. The teacher must have noticed, but I just kept sitting in my shit. For what must have been hours until my parents picked me up. At that point, it was no longer as moist. It had dried up to a solid, dirt-like texture smeared all over my buttocks. Moral of the story, equals sign, question mark sign. I hope this traumatic event of mine brought you some joy. Keep doing your podcast, they're the best. Mate, Gus, thank you. I'm still in awe that you started this um, email with... I'm a Swedish boy, so sorry in advance for any potential grammar mistakes, but then went on to say sentences such as, an explosion of mustard-like feces was ejected out of me. You should teach English in Sweden, mate. You're doing a good job. How's that? Um, Okay, we've got another one here. Let me just... Oh, my. Okay, so this is from someone called Chloe Sparks. I'm going to have to change the name of the uh, subject of this email from what it is to what it should be. So I'm going to call this one Mad Dwarf, but I'm sure you know what the word was. Isn't very long, but here we go. Was in the queue for Tesco's and see someone biking with their dog running alongside them in the car park. I'm like, look, a dog, to my partner, Josh. Whilst pointing at the dog, all of a sudden, I realise that I'm pointing at a dwarf in a cowboy hat. (laughs) He's staring back at me, looking mad as fuck. I just turn back and look at Tesco's and whisper to Josh. I think the dwarf thinks I'm pointing at him. From Cheese Sparks. Thanks, Chloe. Um, Yeah, that's probably, like, short but sweet. I think that's my favourite email I've I've had so far to be honest man so well done I I especially like the fact he was in a cowboy hat and also like how did you think that a dog was running on two legs unless this this smaller gentleman was uh, running on all fours which I would also have loved to have known so thanks man Um, that's it for emails at the minute I'm going to do a little call at the end of the show I've got a Got a couple of texts. I uh, put up a thing saying if someone has a story, then I'll phone them live and no idea what they're going to be about. So we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, back to 2020. Weird one, right? I was just thinking like, man, I'm glad that obviously, yeah, it sucks, man, whatever. Shit sucked. But then I got to thinking, I've never in my whole fucking life had like that period of time off work without stressing about like oh fuck I'm off work obviously I was stressing I was off work man but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like oh I should probably go back to work I've taken too much time off like I'm just being a lazy piece of shit but because I had to be off work obviously after the first couple weeks of freaking out I was just like fuck man this is sick I got loads of cool shit done man like planned yeah obviously opening a new joint with Louis and James, as I mentioned earlier. Met the fucking girl of my dreams back in, like, June or some shit. I uh, was going through my DM requests and 
some chick called Sarah was like, oh yeah, man, we saw from like 2018 or some shit. And I hadn't seen it. And uh, I was replying to a meme of me saying how much I fucking hate the Queen, which I still, I still hate the Queen. You know what, man? I'm actually, I don't know. I don't know if you can get banned off Spotify saying this, but I'm pretty bummed out that she survived the, the brunt of the pandemic, you know? If Liz had kicked it pre-Christmas, yeah, just like, just like fucking 23rd, 24th of December would have been ideal. Because then that Christmas speech just would have been so bittersweet forever. Because she obviously pre-records it. And my mother would have lost the plot. And it would have just been such a nice, a nice roastable subject over the Christmas roast. But anyway, she didn't die. So, yeah, this chick DM'd me. And I was like, she seems cool. I started just chatting a little bit, nothing serious, all that. Then when, yeah, man, I ended up meeting her, and it was just fucking nice. And now I'm doing kind of shit that I never thought I'd do. I'm, like, thinking about kids and shit. Imagine if you're listening and you know what I'm like in real life and you could even bear to imagine the thought of me harboring a child in my house then you'd be like fucking no way and even i'm like no way so big up sarah dunn who's like probably the best thing about 2020 to be honest other than no no she is i was about to make a rude joke but yeah she's cool um obviously got a couple podcasts done got a few got a few new um new customers which is always cool Tell you some really fucking sick people between lockdowns, man. A lot of people that listen to the downbeat, especially, realised I like metal, realised I like grindcore, played in bands and shit. So they're coming in. We're listening to we're listening to hardcore at work. A lot of people have shown me a lot of cool bands, but the main thing I miss, man, I just miss like fucking going to shows. I miss weddings. I miss just anywhere where I'm allowed to drink shitloads of fucking beer. And not legally fight, but like basically just get away with fighting somebody. Mainly, I'm talking about weddings, but also hardcore shows. But I was met there was so so many weddings, man. So many weddings that a I'm surprised I even fucking got invited to because I wouldn't want me at my wedding because I'm a liability. But a lot of weddings had to get rearranged. Like my best mate Joe, I was meant to be the fucking best man at his wedding, do a speech and all that shit, and fucking. Saved by the bell with Rona because I did not have a speech prepared, which I will. Joe, if you listen to this, it's going to be great. Everyone's going to laugh. Everyone's going to go chortle, chortle, ha 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 ha. Um, but I was fucking shitting myself about that, man. Obviously, I can talk forever to anybody. I'm talking in my fucking kitchen by myself right now. And it's been 40 minutes. But the idea of doing a best man speech when your humor is as disgusting as mine. It's just like terrifying because obviously I know quite a lot of Joe's family. I know quite a lot of uh, his friends, but I don't know all his family or all his friends. So some jokes that I make that I think, oh yeah, his dad will find that funny. His fucking aunt that I've never met could be like, this got, this is literally ruined. I've just traveled from fucking Wales for this or Barbados or wherever the fuck they're from. I don't know. So yeah, that's that's daunting. So 2020 kind of hooked me up on that one. But, oh yeah, I've also got this thing that I'm going to do, by the way. So if anyone still actually made it this far into the fucking podcast, I'm going to buy, just as a little experiment, I'm into weird experiment shit in a minute because I'm fucking so dumb with tattooing. I'm not a, not the hugest fan of tattooing. In case anyone here has been tattooed by me, you know full well that I've probably just moaned about tattooing most of the time and spoken about fucking hardcore and what beers I've been drinking and what rappers I've been listening to but um I got to thinking I keep seeing all these tattoos and everyone's like oh what machine do you use what this that what I get I get asked all the time or how do you whip like that or what what liners do you use or whatever and it just made me think like I've used so many different machines over the years and I know people who are musicians that use various guitars some range from fucking free to find them in the dump to fucking three, four, five thousand pounds, whatever. 
and all the shit sounds the fucking same. So I was thinking, hmm, man, I wonder if I could still do tattoos, solid tattoos, with a shit machine. So I looked on eBay yesterday. I was chatting to my mate Louis. I looked on eBay, and uh, there's this fucking machine, yeah. It's £25, and the tagline on the little picture on the eBay is, your hands won't go sour after working for hours. And I thought, you know what? I hate my sour hands, which I've never thought in my life. So... Uh, I'm going to buy this, basically, I'm going to buy this £25 machine and it's just some really cheap shit fucking cartridges. And if any of you that are listening want to, um, I don't want to say subject yourself to this or like volunteer, because obviously it's going to be like, I'd assume a not bad tattoo. But if you are willing to uh, let me try to see if I can do a tattoo to the quality that I do currently with this fucking £25 non-sour tat for hours fucking machine that's probably made out of an old vape pen then dm me man because we'll fucking get something booked in i really want to try this shit out but anyway i've been banging on long enough let me see what else we got oh yeah man i was actually gonna um i was actually gonna tell you guys uh i, I was chatting to chatting to louis yesterday about this cheap tattoo machine and he's like oh yeah man i think because he tattoos in in the shop that we own now and um he's like oh he plays in it he plays in a hardcore band and he said he thinks the first tattoo he did was was during a recording session on some shitty fucking like 10 pound ebay machine and i was like yeah man and then it just made me think back to like i'm nearly 31 now so i've been tattooing for nearly 13 years now i started when i was 18 and i bought a kit off ebay man it was two machines uh some inks a power supply clip cord foot pedal fucking needles everything you can think of and a little a little swanky metal box that it all came in for literally like fucking 40 pounds back in the day and i was doing tattoos that were obviously they were whack man but like it was fucking ink was going in the skin so technically it was a tattoo and i just thought he was saying that um this one in the recording studio he was like no gloves didn't know what he was doing and i thought yeah fuck man i tattooed in my mum's kitchen with no gloves for about a year and i was just like rubbing vaseline into people's open wounds with my fucking raw dog fingers and i just thought that's the real shit i might just take it back to the old school Especially since the gloves have got so fucking expensive because of um, Rona. So basically, if you've listened to this podcast, what's the date? 20th of J- January, 2021. Any tattoo I do after this, I'm not going to be wearing gloves. I'm probably just going to spit shine your tattoo when it's done. Maybe fucking cough into it a few times, spill a beer on it. Just like the good old days, man. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my fucking motto. Right, let me get to my texts. We've got, um, okay. Oh, hang on, I've got a, got a message requested. Oh, and it's nothing to do with the podcast. Someone reacting 100 to a meme. Literally, if, I'd always like to thing to say, yeah, I don't, um, if I don't reply to your DM or your text, understand that realistically, it's because I have about 7 billion DMs and it's all just 100 emoji reactions to memes. So if you want a serious message of me, uh, probably don't DM me. Or if you do DM me, just comment on one of my photographs saying, I've DM'd you and it's not a 100 emoji or a laughing emoji. But anyway, let's phone some fucking people. So basically, before the show, I uh, asked people to phone no to text me sorry with the word in and their name and i'll give them a call and they've got stories apparently so here we go this person is called charlie Fillimore. this could fail horribly This could be whack. Come on, Charlie. This is the oh my God. Service for 
I'm just going to block that number, block that number out, but uh, I'm going to leave a message. When you finish recording, please hang up or press the hash key for more options. Charlie Fillmore, you fucking let down. We phoned you for the podcast and it went straight to your fucking voicemail. From that, you're banned from every future tattoo endeavour. You're not allowed to buy any merch. Uh, you're banned from TK Maxx. You are no longer allowed to eat at TGI Fridays. And every single time you meet a new person and you start to like them, they're going to fart in your fucking dinner. You bitch. Okay, so that was Charlie Fillmore. Well done. Okay, here's another one. My phone's going to die. Call my missus. Let's see what the fuck's going on here. I'm just going to call his missus. Nope. Oh, here we go. Come on, I got this. I'll keep hitting the fucking mic. Yo, what's up, man? It's Will okay, Thompson. Wait, I'm good, man. What's this? Uh, what's this story then? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, what I'll do is I'll set the scene for you real nice, just yeah. so you, uh, you get a clear picture of what's going on. So, when did Tony Hawk's Three come out? Oh man, like fucking! I was a kid. I Tony Hawk's One Two. I was probably like ten, eleven. So I'd imagine. Probably like. Wait, two, how old are you? I'm 31. Yeah, you're the same age as me. Yeah, yeah. No, so we would have been like 12. Yeah, 12, yeah, 13 yeah. Around there, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, right? 12 and 13, I've been at school all day, you know, being an emo kid, just fucking getting bullied and all that. The good stuff. Standard, you know. standard. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just come home, I talk to his mates on MSN and all that shit. And I just like, right, I'm going to fucking razz a bit of Tony Hawks out fucking put the disc in, boot it up, get going, just chilling. And then all of a sudden, it was just me and my dad and my brother that lived together, right? Right. Just chilling, shredding out a bit of Tony Hawk's. And then all of a sudden, my dad just fucking creeps in the room, just fucking absolutely bollock naked. Just fucking naked, man. Like, that guy was naked. <laughs> real naked. Full dick swinging. And we, I'm just like staring at him for a minute he fucking comes in he's just like yo well he didn't say yo he, he, he was just like chill about it and he was like here you go mate and just gives me a bottle of talcum powder and I'm just like <laughs> I've never worn talcum powder in my fucking life like what what are you doing and he just fucking turns around and disappears what, and like, what was the explanation I've heard that story for like 17 years of my life man what I was the call him all the time and be like dad what was that about are you sure you hadn't just smoked like a fucking shitload of meth or something? I mean, he could do. He looked a bit like a meth. <laughs> <laughs> What's the what? What was the thought process though? Did he not explain himself on the day? Dude, did your dad not be I, like, "Look, man, here's this is this is for whatever." I thought, I thought for like a little while he was just trying to like show his dominance or something. Like, yeah, actually, I thought he was just doing it, bringing it in and being like, this is my piece, like, you've got to respect it, like, it's bigger than yours and it's darker than yours and you've just got to fucking deal with it. Yeah, dads do have dark dicks, man. Has he got a pipe? Is it wham or is it is it an average male's penis? It was, well, I mean, everything was pretty relaxed because he was been in the bath, so it didn't look overly impressive. It kind of looked kind of sad. A little sad, long, long ball, long ball bag, one of them, like... It was definitely, like... Ball City, where the balls were hanging down, he's slow because he's been in the back. Yeah, I mean, I've got that. I got that 24/7, man. But oh, dude, I've got tiny balls. My balls to dick ratio is way out of whack, man. So I, I don't, I don't ever suffer with that. I can't, I can't fucking get on with that. I mean, the fact you just said you got tiny balls, but your ball to dick ratio is out of whack means you've got a massive cock, then, yeah. I don't know, man. Yours is pretty fucking massive, isn't it? It's large, yeah. It's, it's, it's an extra large penis, man. I can't lie. Is it large and in charge? It's large and in charge. It runs. It runs the roost, man. I live alone, but my dick pays the bills. 
Right, anyway, yeah, I'm going to shoot. But thanks for the fucking talcum powder, naked dad, bull, fucking Tony Hawk's 3. I like that it was Tony Hawk's 3 as well. You could have just said you were playing Tony Hawk's. Oh, dude, that is insane, man. That memory is just fucking ingrained in my head. I mean, I could text him now and get a response for you at some point. I'll fucking hit you up in a couple of days with, like, his actual response. Yeah, please do, because I'll put up a little... Um, I'll put up a little post podcast answer question and answers for what happened with it's the... gonna be like well anticlimactic though like yeah sorry i was high like, yeah <laughs> literally 100 percent, man or he yeah, thought it was sorry, yours was anyway high. and just bought it free for you <laughs> yeah my boy. all right well anyway mate cheers for that <laughs> Take it easy, mate. yeah you too man later on all right well, there you go man just fucking tony hawk's free talcum powder naked dad situation not really sure how to take that to be honest but yeah into it but anyway i'm going to be doing more podcasts because realistically i'm not going to be tattooing ever fucking again uh so yeah man just keep your eyes peeled on the instagram for fucking whenever i'm doing something obviously i like the audience participation shit so if i put something up obviously this week was funny email. actually i've actually got a dm actually that i found quite amusing earlier but didn't, I forgot about it because it wasn't on my fucking thing from a friend of mine, Charlie, whose Instagram is at, yeah. uh, she said, is it just any story or just from 2020? This is, this is the exact dialogue. Her, is it any story or just from 2020? Me, just anything funny or embarrassing, please. Her, like when I had sex with a man with the same name as my dad. Me. Did you call him daddy? Her. No. But he said, I'm your boss. Me. Ah, I've just seen he said, I'm your boss. Was he your boss? Her. No, he was not, thankfully. That's a whole other story. Me. Ooh. So I can only assume that Charlie has not only banged, I don't know, not her dad. Someone with the same name as the dad and her boss. So if you know he knew, then call her out on it. But anyway, thanks for listening. Buy some fucking hoodies so I can buy some beers. Buy some prints. They'll look cute in your house. And just, yeah, man, keep on keep on trucking. If you're struggling with lockdowns, I know a lot of people have had a lot of... Uh, a lot of mental health issues rising with the isolation and the, and the time out and the and the doomed thoughts of your own mind but just know everyone's in the same boat it'll be cool everyone's going to be fine unless the world ends then we're all going to die together so it's fine so if you're going to go one way or it will it will either all be fine or everybody's going to die so either way it doesn't matter so if you need me I'm here I'm just I'm just a dm away and then a comment after the DM saying my DM isn't a 100 emoji and then I might reply to you in six to seven working weeks but thank you and have a lovely fucking have a lovely evening or have a lovely bath or I hope that pasta you cook goes well nothing's overboiled. or I hope those I hope that curry you finally thought you're gonna make was as tasty as you dreamt cheers guys <laughs>